This is Dr. Aaron Kuzel, and this is the Louisville Pre-Hospital Care Podcast. But let's talk again about something different. We kind of touched on the cease resuscitative efforts, and so let's talk about calling in for med control when you're not transporting. It's easy to call when you're transporting and kind of give this history, but there are some changes when you are asking for med control. Correct. When you're starting, I think it's still you have kind of the same idea, right? You're still starting with a headline. Yep. And I think that's very important because you want to differ between whether you're transporting or I'm coming to you with a compared to a I need you to do something for me on scene. Correct. And now whether that's a refusal, whether that's I need additional meds, whether that is I need a DC and IV line, or whether I need to cease efforts. So starting with, hey, I'm calling to get a high-risk refusal or I am calling to DC and IV line to start, I think that gives the the doctor an idea. It's like, okay, now I know what questions I need to ask. Yeah. Right. So you still have that headline. You know that okay, we're not transporting. Woohoo! Thank God, because we're all <laughs> we all have all these patients here in the emergency department. We don't need another yeah, one. Yeah, we don't need to find uh, a bed for this yeah, person. Uh, right away. We're good. So we're all like, okay, now I'm going to give you my attention, and I'm going to figure out what you need from us. Right. I think it's a really good point to to look at what you need and to let the docs know. And I also think that especially if you're asking for additional medications to provide that extra information. Yeah. Like if it's a status epilepticus, you've already given two milligrams of Versed. Most of the docs that are going to be taking your call are residents who are not EMS physicians. So obviously they're not going to know your protocols. And it's not like we have one combined protocol because I know Pleasure Bridge Park has different protocols than Bullitt County or um, Middletown Anchorage. They're all going to have different protocols. Yeah. So one thing that you can do, I'm sure you do it, and you're, is like, hey, I've given him two milligrams of Versed for he's still seizing. Can I give? him an additional two milligrams correct is that in your protocol awesome sometimes, like, and sometimes it's just hey my protocol is i have to call you if i want to give additional can i give this he's still currently seizing this is what i see more often than not if you're confident about it and have your set and i know i need to do this but i need to call for this can i do it you'll get your approval yeah they're like that sounds reasonable yeah, yeah. still seizing <laughs> i guess you could try that yeah so yeah, that, that's something that can help you. It's a headline. It's like, hey, I have a really agitated patient. I need medical control. I need or I need orders. Mm-hmm. Just to give that idea, just to give that very short symptom. It's just like nurses coming up to us all the time. You see, if you used to watch us, the nurses or the techs would come up, hey, I have this patient needs pain medicine. Like very snorts. Like, what do you want? Yep. What do you need? Right? Yep. It's not like, hey, how's it been going? How's your family? Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not. We, like, we, should, we don't need to have all that conversation just to get a little something. It's a bed twenty six really hurting. Can you give him some pain? <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be fancy and formal. It could be he's hurting. He needs yeah. some pain medicine. <laughs> oh, what, what's his allergies to? Oh, well, you'll look it up at the chart. Okay, I will. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> yeah and that, that's a good thing to hit on too. Is when you're calling in for more orders, is have their allergies ready. If you're calling in for more orders for some pain medicine or whatnot but um definitely have their allergy ready then but that's not something that's important for a normal call in just to differentiate between them because obviously we're going to be giving more meds you need to know are they allergic to it or am i just telling you yeah sure you can give them a bunch of morphine and they have an allergy to it right now you have an anaphylactic you're calling for orders for one milli you know the uh, the, the i am dose of <laughs> yeah yeah now i'm calling back again <laughs> hey remember that morphine i gave <laughs> And yeah. then you hope it's just another resident that doesn't recognize your number, and you're just yeah. like, yeah, we'll explain it to another hospital and not go to U of L. See what see what will happen was yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, we've all been there. It all happens. 
going a little bit further, let's talk about something more difficult to talk about, especially when being in the field, because you know you have to convey this to the physician. And I think that's cease resuscitative efforts. And I know there's been some times where I've heard on the radio at different hospitals listening into the medical control, and you know, you're pretty shaken up, uh, not you specifically, but the medic is, is, is shaken up, calling to cease efforts, and they, they're all over the place. And I get that because it's, it's sometimes they don't see, especially out in the counties, they're not seeing these traumatic arrests or these traumatic problems and they're doing everything. They're newer to the agency. Uh, they're just coming out of EMT or paramedic school and they're, they're getting their, their, their sea legs under them in the counties and they have their first arrest and they really can't give a great report. And the doc's like, I can't call it based on what you're telling me. You need to go to the nearest. Yeah. And that now you have to live this person. You've got to go all the way through it. And then you get to that county hospital and then you get crapped on by the staff like, why did you transport this? Right. And it, it's, it's terrible. So, And I think if we try to help kind of standardize and talk about um, how to give one of those cease efforts calls and what you need for us to call it mm-hmm. and to do that and practice that, I think is the is a is a way to some somehow mitigate that. It's not going to mitigate the emotional side, but mitigate right. that. Now I got to transport just the chaos of like the going chaos. back and forth and all that. And honestly, it just it comes with time and practice. So I mean, you can you can practice as much as you want on your own in your head, but once you get there and actually have to do it, once you get there and actually have to do it on scene, it's different. It's different. You've got at least a fire crew, an EMS crew, you might have family there. You've got all these other people looking at you now because uh-huh. you're in charge. And you start to, you get on the radio and you start to call it in and then you're like, you black out. You don't remember yeah. what you're supposed to say, where you're supposed to say it, like what order I should give these things in. And like the order isn't the most important thing, but getting all that information, you're just like, we've been doing CPR for 20 minutes. And and then you go. Yeah. <laughs> so is that good? Like, and, and, and I think I, I think there's a there is a good way to, and I think that's why I like about headlines, right? Because it kind of refocuses you. I need to start by saying I'm calling in for this. Yes. I'm asking your help to do this. Yeah. You know, and and, and maybe reframing that in your mind that I am calling you, the doctor, to have you join me and to help me in getting this job done. Yeah. And that, you know, having that mindset that you're not alone because that is intimidating. And I'm glad you brought that up because being the sole provider, the sole senior provider uh, or the highest medical on, on scene, it's very difficult to make that choice. Yeah. As an emergency physician, I get that because that the buck stops here. Now, granted, I have consultants that I can lean on. Yeah. But if it's emergency medicine and there's no other consultants, that I make that final decision. And yeah. I have to be the one to check the pulses and say, all right, guys, anybody else got any plans? time of death and it's difficult but i think having this headline like hey i'm calling you for help i'm help i'm trying i'm making sure that i'm doing this right and opening up with that headline and then beginning what you need yeah i think then it almost feels like a little bit more of a dialogue rather than just like i'm calling you to check that i did everything right should you tell me that i need to do something more right you know i have a patient in cpr 20 minutes and then you're rambling 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 you never really get back on the train but if you start with i'm calling to see efforts Okay, take a beat mm-hmm. because everybody knows we know where this is going, yep. right? Or at least we ex- we expect that this is going. Yeah. And there are some things to consider too, because the state has certain protocols that you to you have to by state law to declare someone dead. It has to be these things, and that is unresponsive. They have to be apneic. They have to have an absence of pulse. Duh. <laughs> um, they have to have fixed and dilated pupils, and they have to have asystole and two leads. Yep. So that is always what we're going to need. So if you're giving a cease efforts, you're going to need to put that in. And the nice thing is you can probably put that in 
one to two sentences. I'm calling to, receive, uh, I'm calling to cease the efforts. We found the 70-year-old female who is unresponsive, apneic, no pulse. Uh, we've been in CPR for 20 minutes with fixed dilated pupils. Last rhythm has been asystole. You know, you've already kind of covered what you need for the state, mm-hmm. right? And now you've put that in a recorded line that on the for the state, I've hit check, 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 yep. right? And I'm sure that there's a lot of places that have that in a, in, a, in a laminated thing on the life pack that make sure you have that little check If we box. don't, we should. Now, the doctor on the other end is going to ask you a couple more things because that's they're going to feel more comfortable when they know some more information. Yeah, you've met the criteria for death in Kentucky, right? Correct. But the physician wants to know what you do for your interventions. So that's going to be what airway. And if superglottic is going to be okay, right? It Absolutely. doesn't have to have intubation. Yeah. So superglottic is okay. Did you get some airway? Is there access? With that access, did you give ACLS drugs? How many of those drugs did you give or the number of drugs? What were they? What did you give? Did you check a glucose? That's always going to be asked mm-hmm. because they're going to be like, oh, God, it's been 20 minutes. Please give some dextrose and call back. Yeah. I had to do that once in my career, and it's, like, painful. Yeah. So please don't You're let like, me do that. Oh, no. Just check the glucose. <laughs> Um, Narcan given, you can tell me if you didn't. It's not always imperative. It's a younger person. I'm probably going to ask you to do it. And then end title, most of the time, is we're going to need some type of it because we're looking at chance of ROSC. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be the done deal. They're at 80. I'm going to be like, NPEA. I'm like, "Mm, you sure you didn't get ROSC? But if it's asystole and and 60 and you've been doing it for a long time, probably not going to change anything. It's probably just a poor end title reading. And then finally, the most important, total time. Because I'm probably not going to call it until unless you've been 20 minutes at it. Or yeah. if it's obvious death from a traumatic injury, which you all have your own protocols yeah. for traumatic death. Yeah, so headline, hitting the checkboxes for Kentucky, putting it on a recorded line that I've met the criteria from a paramedic standpoint for de- declaration of death in Kentucky. And now I'm giving you the medical. We got an airway established. It's an ET tube. I don't need to know 7.5. I just need to know what's in there. I need to know the access. I need to know that what you gave, how many did you give, how many rounds, what was the initial rhythm, what was the last rhythm. Uh, I probably should have put that in there as well in the checklist, but definitely the rhythm, the final rhythm has to be asystole. I'm not going to call PEA in the field. We don't call PEA, mm-hmm. um, at least from, from the state standpoint. Glucose check, Narcan, if it was given, if it had any effect, end title, and then, of course, the total time. Yeah, I think that sums it up pretty perfectly. And then the only th- other thing I was thinking of is if there are any rhythm changes. Oh, of so, course. So yes. if you started in VFib and now you're in asystole with a couple PEAs, we all know how to say these things over the radio, but like tell the doc that you're calling in that this is what we started with and this is what we ended yes. with. Or, you know, we started in uh, idioventricular rhythm that we couldn't really see. We went to VFib, we went asystole, we're back in VFib. Like, let them know your changes in your EKGs, if there are any. There are sometimes that there are. There are sometimes that there are no changes, and it is PEA the entire time. So we're calling into you all to work with you all. Yeah. And I hope if you got ventricular fibrillation and defer- delivered a shock, you were transported. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope you didn't stay on scene. Uh, let, me, let me be very clear on that. I was like, I hope you didn't, if you shocked them, that you've now transported yeah. with a shockable rhythm. But yeah, we, we're never going to call PEA. I know that's really frustrating, but there's just not enough evidence to say that we can call PEA in the field. Well, this has been a really fun time. I'm glad you decided to come finally join me on this. <laughs> course. Thanks for uh, joining us and sharing your perspective. Now that you've worked both as a paramedic in the field and as a uh, technician in the emergency department, you offer such a valuable perspective. Yeah, um, it's uh, helped. (laughs) (laughs) It's helped to know what to expect and thanks for having me. Yes, uh, my biggest thing to be here was just that I want to make sure that we're giving better reports and you know your report should be like 45 seconds to a minute rather than the five minutes of rambling that we hear on the radio all the time hit those boxes that the doctors want to look for, 
and uh, just clear up some radio traffic and be a better advocate for your patient with your reports. It's all about the headline. <laughs> extra, 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 extra. Read all about it. <laughs> well, thank you, Caitlin. It's been really a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me.